And welcome to another edition of the SC Times Sports Report Podcast. My name is Zach Dwyer, and joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Brian Mosey. Brian, how are we doing? It's Friday. We'll explain in a couple minutes why we cannot seem to get a schedule together for this podcast lately at all on time, but it's a bit gloomy, but yesterday was a beautiful day for high school sports. Oh, yeah. No, there was plenty of Thursday action going on around the local area, and we we have plenty of scores to go through, um, even though we probably don't have much other than that, except for Thursday. Um, we have plenty of scores to go through because there was so many different games that were going on on Thursday, just games that were moved to Thursday because of cancellations and postponements. But uh, yeah, definitely a fun day yesterday. Um, a lot of sun, no clouds, was able to wear sunglasses. That was kind of cool. I haven't done that in a while because it's just been gloomy for the last few days. But yeah, hopefully we get that back more often that'd be great that would be great yeah we uh we were going to record we we're trying to get on our wednesday schedule but since every almost every single thing got canceled monday and tuesday and we had just recorded friday which didn't come out until a little later um just because there were some technical glitches where the recording didn't come out on saturday like we expected so that came out earlier this week so then we thought hey we'll move it back a couple days we're both going to be at events thursday it'll make the podcast a lot better when it does come out. So we're doing this on a Friday morning that we're recording this and we're hoping that next week we do get back to a Wednesday schedule. We were really good at that through the fall, most of the winter, and then the section craziness and frozen four craziness came and it kind of threw all our plans um, up in the air, but we're hoping to get back on that schedule uh, starting next week. And like we said, there's a lot to get to from last night, Thursday night. We're also going to be at some stuff tonight on Friday night. Um, and going into next week. So we'll preview some of that as well. Uh, but I think where we're going to start today is lacrosse because we were both at lacrosse games last night. Um, St. Cloud co-op of Tech Apollo Cathedral faced Sartell Stock Rapids um, in boys and girls lacrosse. Brian was at the boys game and I was at the girls game. Brian, which one do you want to start with? I'm go with the girls. They started, they started at 4.30 and you were able to kind of enjoy that nice sunny, uh, sunny weather while watching them play. I know it was awesome. I was literally in like t-shirt and shorts watching a game. And, <laughs> and I mean, it was only like 60 degrees, but it still felt amazing because it's been way too long since that. And yeah, this was the the first lacrosse game I've got to cover here at the Times. Uh, St. Cloud won 11 to three over Sartell Sock Rapids. Um, they built a four nothing lead in the first half, especially in that first half. They just kind of held possession for sometimes two, three, four minutes at a time, just working around being patient. Um, looking for people to kind of cut through the lanes and really force uh, the Storm and Sabres to be on defense that entire half, basically. Not really give them any chances in uh, the tech defensive zone. So they were able to get a couple goals, take that lead into the half, and then right out in the second half, uh, St. Cloud scored three more goals in about three, four minutes to really blow the game open. Um, They got up 7-0. After that, uh, Storm and Sabres, they did come back a little bit. Um, Aiden Larson, who was also a good basketball player for Sartell, um, she was a defender mainly in the first half. She kind of moved up to more midfield attacking role. Um, in that second half, she got a goal. She kind of sparked the offense a little bit. They scored again, but then um, kind of the star of the game for me was Josie Knoll, who's a senior for St. Cloud. Um, she then scored her third goal of the day. She was the only one with a hat trick. Um, that kind of ended the scoring run a little bit there as Sartell Soccer Rapids got some momentum. And then St. Cloud, they, they punched in a couple goals late, too, to get that big lead. So um, it was it was a pretty fun game, I would say. Um, 
you know, St. Cloud, they, especially in that second half, their transition game was the big thing. When I talked to, uh, when I talked to Josie after the game, when I talked to their coach, Greg Zanlow, um, they both said that their transition, their ability to pass the ball and kind of get one-on-one matchups, get out and run was a lot different in the second half. They didn't really do any of that in the first half. Um, and that's something that just makes it a lot easier. You're able to, uh, you know, conserve more energy that way. You're not sprinting up and down the entire field. You're kind of doing it with your passing more and it leads to more open opportunities for the girls to shoot. So I was pretty impressed with St. Cloud. They won seven to four against Brainerd earlier in the week too. Um, And Josie also had a hat trick in that game. Uh, So she's kind of on a roll this week, already six goals. Um, And they dropped their first two games last week, but they seem to be kind of, um, you know, finding their zone, finding their edge now the second week. Yeah, it seemed like it seemed like kind of a, a good game. Um, just being I know I got to watch uh, St. Cloud play last week on Friday. And uh, yeah, Josie Knoll seemed like a pretty common name um, on that on that statistic line for sure. But uh, yeah, they seem to have their way with Zartel Sock Rapids yesterday. But um, and it seems like they have a couple other matchups. I think they're also playing um, a couple other local teams as well um, in the coming weeks. Yeah, they're going to be playing recording next week. Actually, both St. Cloud and Sartell Sock Rapids will be playing um, recording next week, who they just had their first game last or their second game actually yesterday. Um, they lost 15 to three to Brainerd. So they're going to be kind of looking to bounce back. Um, so it, it'll be fun to kind of see all those teams. We only have three local lacrosse teams, boys and girls. Um, each of us came to see two of them last night. And I think I'm going to try to catch Recori boys and girls next week too to kind of round it out so we have a little bit better idea what we're looking at but yeah it was it was a good game St. Cloud was definitely really dominant um you know some of these other teams too are pretty down on numbers and that just kind of seems to be across the board for um I've even seen stories in Star Tribune about how lacrosse numbers are just really down with kind of they've lost that casual player um with missing last year so there's not as many girls that have played it or going out um because our Telsoc Rapids they only had about 17 18 girls they just have a varsity team and recordies the same way um I know St. Cloud has a lot more numbers um they've been playing longer than a lot of some of these other schools too um and it kind of showed they had a really good performance yesterday yeah kind of that's a good transition heading into the boys game um similar to similar to the girls the boys are having some troubles with with participants and just players and numbers and such um I know the youth league around here actually combined with, I believe, Sartell and Sock Rapids, along with St. Cloud, to at least keep a youth league going around here. Um, just because numbers are so low due to the due to COVID from um, last year and such, they just didn't have many numbers coming in to to play, and so they had to combine to keep something going so that they could have, um, you know, some type of some type of feeder system in a sense. Um, but due to that it makes that um, St. Cloud Sartell Sock Rapids game so much better um, because it is a true rivalry game. I know, you know, talking, um, talking to Matt Kyle um, at the end of the game, the St. Cloud coach, he, he was kind of talking about how some of these guys on the Sartell Sock Rapids team were on the or on the St. Cloud team in 2019. They just had to transfer over to, to the other school. So it just kind of shows you you know, what the, what these teams are like and, and that, you know, it's, it's a very interesting dynamic in that sense, but, um, but kind of heading into the the game on, on Thursday night. Um, yeah, very close game. Sock, um, St. Cloud was able to win eight to seven. Um, they scored a game winning goal with about a minute left in the game. Um, so 
And talking to Matt, but after the game, he kind of said every single game that they play against Sartell Sock Rapids, it's always a close game, regardless of records, who's on the team, whatever it may be. It always seems like it's a very close game. And this was completely true because um, during the game, Sartell Sock Rapids, they got um, a couple goals early on. They scored two goals in the first minute. Um, I think I was kind of looking at Dave, like, what's the score going to be on this one? (laughs) (laughs) After getting two goals right away. Um, and then St. Cloud was able to score a goal um, about a minute later, and then it kind of died out. There was no more goals in the first quarter. And so um, Storm and Sabres had a two-to-one lead heading into the second quarter. Um, and then it kind of went back and forth. Um, St. Cloud would get a goal. Sartell, Sock Rapids would get a goal. And kind of went back and forth throughout the second quarter. Um, Storm and Sabres had a four-to-three lead heading into the half. Um, and then in the third period, Kind of deja vu in a sense. Um, Sartell Sock Rapids scored two goals in the first minute of uh, the second at the start of the second half to take a six to three lead, and then you kind of felt like maybe that momentum was shifting into the Storm and Sabres side, and um, so St. Cloud was able to kind of halt that pretty quickly. Um, and he had, they had Ryan um, Gelsman. He had he had two goals in that third quarter um, to at least get it closer. And then Connor Harnes, um, he was able to get uh, a goal to tie it at six to six heading into that fourth quarter. Then in the fourth quarter, St. Cloud was able to get a goal um, right away. Ryan Longstorm, um, he had, he had a goal about eight minutes in or two minutes, in, four minutes in, sorry, it's a four, 12 minute quarter. Have to get used to that. Girls and girls and boys have different, different uh, scoring or, timing systems. Um, but yeah, four minutes in Ryan got that goal for St. Cloud with about eight minutes left in the game. Kind of seemed like maybe they would be able to hold that seven to six lead um, for about seven minutes. They did. And then Quentin, Quentin um, Sugrenson from Sartell Sock Rapids was able to get a goal to tie it at seven, seven um, with about a minute and a half. And then you kind of thought maybe overtime was going to be something um, just because it's hard to get a goal, especially minute break of nothing. Um, but Joe Torberg was able to get a goal about 52 seconds left in the game um, to get it to eight to seven and win the game for, for St. Cloud. So definitely a, a back and forth game for sure. Um, the biggest component for them was uh, St. Cloud's goalkeeper, Landon. He was phenomenal last night. He has the speed, he has the agility um, he can block a he can block a shot and then run to the back and be able to get get a keeper um, and get possession of the ball, um, which a lot of goalkeepers can't do. So um, I know talking to Matt after the game, he even he even praised Landon for his efforts. Um, but the biggest thing was is St. Cloud has a strength and conditioning coach that they pay to come and, and help them with practices and such. And that definitely could look, you could definitely see that um, in the fourth quarter, they were just able to push it a lot harder. Um, They were able to be a little bit more physical in that fourth quarter and take that lead and be able to preserve that lead. Um, And so it just kind of, you could kind of see that that fourth quarter was all St. Cloud. I know Landon had 10 saves in that fourth quarter and you could just see it was all going into St. Cloud's favor um, eventually. So very good game uh, for me. I am used to covering lacrosse uh, back at back in my old job in, in the Twin Cities. I covered lacrosse quite a bit. And so coming into here, it I, I was kind of excited to see what was going to happen because lacrosse is 
becoming a more powerful sport around Minnesota um, and hopefully it continues to take off because it's, it's a great sport to, to see. And, and especially having more sports in the spring, it not a bad thing as a sports reporter to see more sports growing in, in the springtime. So uh, yeah, hopefully I, I know all these stories are coming out about lacrosse and the down numbers, but hopefully they can keep things going and being able to have this lacrosse sport around for a while. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's good that you got to see kind of a back and forth game, close game. It's even more fun when it is a rivalry game like that to, to see that back and forth game. And yeah, Connor Herons uh, and Joe Torberg, both, uh, you know, they're both underclassmen, but are both leading the team so far this year. Uh, Connor has seven goals and three assists for 10 points and Joe has six goals and six assists for 12 points. So um, I know when I talked to Matt in the preview before the year, he said, you know, there's a couple guys back from before, but we honestly expect a lot of these underclassmen freshmen to, to be the guys that are leaders and do a lot of the scoring in big moments. And that seemed to be proven true through the first few games. I'm assuming that'll kind of continue to be the case. So yeah, St. Cloud and Sartell Soccer App is both really good teams to uh, continue to keep an eye out for. See once they do get to play, you know, a couple other teams from a little farther away, some of some of those less familiar opponents kind of see how they stack up against some of those other teams. And um, the only other team uh, that played last night was Ricori for local team. Um, they lost 20 to five to Brainer. That was their home opener um, at their new turf field and also their season opener. So um, they're just kind of getting underway too. Like I mentioned earlier, they're going to be playing both of those squads next week too. So we should have a really good picture after next week, kind of where the three local teams kind of stand um, in comparison to each other. So definitely keep an eye out for more coverage on the cross coming next week. Absolutely. Fun sport to watch. That's for sure. And then we also had softball last night. Brian was at Apollo for Sartell versus Apollo. And man, that was, that was, a, that was a scoreline. We'll just put it that way. I'll let Brian tell you about that one. Uh, Sartell coming into the season, we, we knew Sartell was going to be a pretty powerhouse team. Um, they returned a lot of team players back from the 2019 season which is a rarity from talking to many coaches in the local area. And uh, you could definitely see that experience um, on Thursday night as Sartell took on Apollo in a double header. The first game I went to, um, they played back-to-back games, but I wasn't able to stay for the second game. The first game though, Sartell won 30 to nothing. Yes. 30 to nothing. Um, it was a very, very strong performance by the Sabres. They scored seven runs in the first inning two in the second, four in the third, and 17 in the, in the fourth. And I don't think I've ever had to use three lines on a scorebook ever for an inning, but they went through 20, 21 batters. And so, um, and they had 14 runs, consecutive people score um, in that fourth inning. So, I mean, when the bats are working, the bats are working, I guess, is kind of the, the way to look at it. Um, but some really strong performances, um, Raina Stangle, he, she had, she went four for four with two home runs, had seven RBIs in that first game, which is pretty unreal. Um, seven RBIs is kind of unheard of in a game. So, um, that was a huge, huge stat line for her, Emily Hogue. Um, she had, she went four for five with two triples as well as four RBIs. And then, um, Haley Anderson, she had five RBIs, as well as Danica Sarf and Megan Dristy, um, as well as um, Camille Daughtry. They all had three RBIs as well each. And then um, Camille, she had 
uh, well, she, she, her name is Camille, but I think they call her Cammy. Um, so she had, she pitched four innings, um, recorded a shutout, had one hit and eight strikeouts, um, in the game. So a really good performance by her. She's kind of their ace pitcher. So you kind of expect that. I know she had, I think 14 strikeouts against tech, um, last a couple weeks ago, maybe, or a week ago. So there, she's kind of the ace and you kind of expect that from her, honestly, which it's kind of sad to say, but honestly, like that type of performance is kind of like, oh, okay. Yep. She had a, she had a normal day when really it's a pretty outstanding performance to be honest. So, um, and then in the second game, Sartell beat Apollo 15 to nothing um, in four innings. Reina had another home run as well as two hits. And then Emily had two hits as well. Um, Danica Sarf, she pitched for the Sabres and had a complete game shutout in four innings with one hit as well as nine strikeouts. So the nice part for Dave um, Dristy, the head coach for Sartell, is that he has three three pitchers that he can kind of go to, um, which is a really nice thing to have as you get ready for the season um, in case of injury, possible quarantine. Um, unfortunately, that's a thing now. Um, and just getting able to have a couple, some depth as you get ready for sections and such. So honestly, Sartell's a pretty good powerhouse. And uh, I mean, the, the, this type of night can describe why, um, even though Apollo is not a bad, bad team. I mean, they have some good talent. They have some good hitters. It just shows you how good Sartell is um, in this conference. So it'll be interesting to see how they do against teams like Brainerd, teams like Alexandria, teams like Ricori. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun to see how they go throughout this season. Absolutely. Yeah. And just kind of across the board, there weren't many close games last night. Um, Tech was able to get 16 to four and 22 to nothing wins um, over Wilmer. So that just kind of tells you the tale of the tape there. Ricori got shut out twice by Brainerd, six to nothing and three to nothing. Um, so like you said, Brainerd, definitely a team to keep an eye on because Ricori's already shown this year that um, they also have a lot of talent. So that's one to keep an eye on. And then Cathedral won nine to four over Zimmerman with uh, freshman Ella Voigt getting her first varsity win. Um, and Kaylee Falconer going four for five. Um, that's a name, obviously, we know from hockey. We already knew from earlier games this year from softball that she's been really good at the plate so far. So um, another name that's going to be come up probably a lot on this podcast throughout the year, I would assume. Yeah, and, and also a couple other key stat lines. Um, Tex, Emma, and MDK, she went three for four with a home run. Um, and then Grace, Grace, um, Thies, she got the win as well as a shutout uh, for tech, um, in the second game against Wilmer. And then, um, Olivia Droddle, she got 10 strikeouts over, I think it was both, both games. Maybe, um, it might be just one game. Um, I didn't get many of the stats on that, but then Bree Griffin, she had four hits, um, which not too surprising with what she's been able to do this season. So, um, but yeah, like you said, a lot of kind of blowout games, whether it was win or lose, but, uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll be interesting to see how they do against each other. I know a lot of these teams are playing teams that we don't cover, um, that are in the conference, but, um, it'll be interesting to see how they do against each other for sure. Yeah. Especially, I mean, we, Tuesday, the original plan was I was going to see Sartell Sock Rapids in softball. You were going to see Albany Cathedral. We were going to, get to you know, Albany was going to start their season off after, delaying a bit because of basketball and as many things go weather uh had different plans but we're still hoping to get to see those teams play i know a lot of them got rescheduled just kind of pushed to may late april um so we'll still get it we'll still get around to all those teams just not as quickly as we were maybe expecting to but 
Well, great. That should wrap up this first segment of the show with lacrosse and softball. So stick with us through the break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the rest of the spring sports going on. We'll have baseball, boys and girls golf, boys and girls track, and boys tennis. So stick with us through the break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report podcast. Like I mentioned, we're going to hit the rest of our spring sports going on kind of in the second segment. I think we're going to start is uh, girls and boys golf. Brian, last week you got to see some boys golf. I believe that was Friday. Did you get out and see some of that? And then um, Tuesday when it was very chilly and everyone else decided not to play girls golf, said we're playing anyway. We're going to get our, we're going to get some holes in. So um what were kind of your reactions and just some of the the names that stood out to you from those meets yeah tuesday was chilly um very chilly uh i was slightly surprised that girls golf was still even playing because um every other sport was canceled or postponed but like you said the girls went out to territory golf club in st cloud and was able to compete for 18 holes the top golfer for our area was ivy zen um, she's a senior at Sartell. She finished with an 89. Um, also in these conditions, those types of scores are kind of what you expect just because the ball might not be traveling as much. The wind might be in effect a little bit. The cold temperatures also affected a little bit too. So uh, definitely something to kind of think about, but Sartell had some good performances. Shyla Nordland, um, Taylor um, Spanik, um, and Brooke Andel, she, they, they all scored under a hundred. So that was kind of nice to see. Um, Sartell got fourth in the, as a team result, um, Alexandria Brainerd and Fergus Falls took the top three spots, um, for tech and Apollo, Ashley Stolt. She is kind of the head person for that team. Um, she finished with a 94 and she'll be kind of leading that charge. And then Ricori, um, Adeline Loesch. She finished with a 94 as well, and she'll be kind of leading the pack for um, the Spartans. She's kind of that senior that has a little bit of some experience from the 2019 season. And then Sock Rapids, they have a lot of freshmen and sophomores on the team, so they didn't actually have a full team compete. Um, A lot of them are playing junior varsity this year just to kind of get some experience under their belt. Um, But Ella Reuter, she she played and she finished with a 117. Um, So a lot of, a lot of some young names, um, some young players. And so it's going to be interesting to see how they go. Um, but I know Sartell is definitely trying to Alexandria and Brainerd are kind of your top two teams in the conference. And so Sartell's trying to, um, push to be that number three team for the, for the conference. So be interesting to see what happens there. And then on the guys side, yeah. What would you kind of see from that? I know there was a lot of meets, um, a lot of scores yesterday too. Um, that have come in since you last got to see them. Yeah, no, I mean, the biggest names for boys golf um, is Sartell's uh, Logan, Logan Hammock. Um, He is one that's probably going to be going to state this year. He got third in 2019, um, but he's been pretty much leading the charge this year. Uh, He finished with a 76 yesterday um, in the second conference meet that happened, um, in Alexandria. 
Um, but he he's kind of the leading guy for for Sartell. His brother Lance Hammock, he finished with a 77, and then Logan Carlson and uh, Lucas Greenland they both finished with an 82. So Sartell finished third overall as a team with a 317. Um, Ricori is also a team to kind of look at. Um, they have a couple of guys that are kind of leading the charge with Tucker Hokinson and Drew Schneider. Um, they actually played two matches yesterday, which is unreal. Can't imagine playing 36 holes, but I'm sure as a high schooler, it's nice to get out of school and play golf. So, you know, big win for them. Um, but they played in a section meet with all of their section. Um, they finished third overall behind Staples Motley and Cathedral. But uh, and then they finished sixth in the conference, but that was also after playing 18 holes earlier in the day. So, um, but Tucker Hokinson had an 82 in the section meet as well as drew Schneider. He had an 84. And then in the conference meet, Tucker had a 78 and drew had a 83. So um, some good scores by them. Um, They're kind of leading a younger squad, um, but they have some really cool pants. I'm just going to say that some really cool pants. They got like this, if you know who John Daly is, he's a golfer, like an old time golfer. He always had these cool outfits and stuff. They look exactly like that. Just super cool. You'll have to check it out on SC times. Cause I, I took a few photos of them um, earlier in the earlier in on Friday um, during their conference meet. Yeah. And it looks like other than that um, for cathedral, Leo Worsche with a 79 is one that, that really stood out. Um and it'll be fun to see how, how those teams kind of compare to, like you said, um, especially, you know, they're only three strokes apart um, at that kind of pre-section meet. So see how, when we get to the postseason, how that kind of all plays out. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, the boys, there's definitely a handful of golfers, individual golfers to kind of keep your eye on as the season goes on. And I'm sure those, as, as the, the temperatures get warmer, the conditions are a little bit nicer. Those scores will probably keep going down. And um, we, I could expect to see, low seventies, maybe even upper sixties, um, for some of these golfers, as we get closer and closer to that section, it's kind of like track and field, like you were talking about last week, where you kind of slowly progress throughout the season. And then you hit that high point, that section. meet, And, um, that's the same with boys, boys and girls golf. So girls and boys, they'll both be having some really good rounds as the, as the temperatures get warmer here throughout the spring. Yeah. And then we also had, um, quite a few teams play in baseball yesterday. Um, I think the big one that stood out was Sartell 16, Ricori 5, especially after you got to see Ricori um, last week look really good in their opener. Uh, but Sart- you're going to get to see Sartell today, I believe, is your plan um, yeah. to see the Sabres. And they've been off to a good start, and they kind of kept that going in this game. Um, Charlie Kent was 3 for 5 with 3 RBIs. Um, Jacob Merrill was also 3 for 5. He had 3 runs and 1 RBI. And then Steven Brinkerhoff, uh, 4 for 4 at the plate. Um, three runs and also two stolen bases. So, they, and, you know, they kind of, I'd say, especially in that result, really kind of showed that they're the team to to watch, especially because there's a lot expected of Ricori too. Um, and to, you know, win by 11 runs right off the bat there earlier in the year, definitely kind of, I think, raises the flags for a lot of other teams in the conference of um, kind of what they're capable of this year. Yeah, Sartell has a lot of experience going back. So it doesn't surprise me that those guys that are on, that you just mentioned are kind of their leaders because. Um, they were kind of mentioned as the leaders um, during my preview, but um, yeah, Ricori Brady Lynn had a home run. Um, he also got a little beat up on the mound. Um, 
against Sartell, but he's kind of their ace. Brady Lynn is he's, he's the only guy that came back from varsity in 2019. So be interesting to see how they do, but yeah, Ricori is playing Detroit lakes at three. And then Detroit lakes is actually coming to Sartell to play like a double header. Um, since Detroit lakes is so far away, they're playing Sartell at six. So I'll be over at the game at 6 PM um, to watch Sartell take on um, Detroit lakes at the orthopedics field in Sartell. So that'll be a fun one, but also to kind of go through the baseball scores, Wilmer beat Sock Rapids 13 to three. Um, Terrence Moody had a home run and went two for two. Um, Mamiji beat Tech 16 to nothing. Um, Brady Kent Kenning had went two for three, and Lincoln Benson went two for two. Um, and then Albany beat Little Falls in a close game, um, three to three to two. They won. Um, and it looked like Carter Thielen and Ethan Navratil, um, they combined on a three-hitter with 13 Ks, pretty outstanding there, um, as well as a well-roundedness of um, batting um, and being able to, to score effective runs at the times that they needed it. Um, and then the big, the big one for uh, last night was Cathedral. Um, they got a 10-2 win against Zimmerman. Um, You'd think that it wasn't that big of a deal if it's 10 to two win, but it was actually Bob Carnes 800th career win as a head coach for cathedral. Um, he's been coaching there for 50 years. This is his 50th year as a coach there. And, um, he's just continued to be very, very good. And, um, congratulations to Bob on that milestone. That's a huge achievement. Um, and I know it's, it's a big deal for them. I know they wanted to get this win to get, to get that 800th career win for them. Um, Steven Ellingson had a, scoreless five and two thirds innings, um, as well as Andrew Rott had three hits, um, drove in three runs. And then Ryan Jansen had two hits, um, and scored three runs as well. So a really good performance by cathedral. Um, they had a really nice win against little falls. They lost to Foley last week. And so I think now they're two and one, um, this season, but a big, big, big kudos to, to Bob on, on getting that 800th win. Yeah, you know, he already had already has the record, uh, you know, for most wins in, you know, high school history. And he's just going to keep adding to that every single time they win a game. So it's always cool to hit those milestones. And as long as he wants to do it and is able, I mean, I think there's not going to be much that changes other than keeps racking up wins, um, especially when you've been doing it for that long. So like you said, uh, definite kudos to him. 800. That's a really cool milestone that um, they got, you know, Emmett, he kind of gave us the heads up earlier in the day and we, um, you know, we're kind of looking forward to see if they pulled that off and it's cool that they did got that 10 to two win. So, yeah, so that's about it for baseball for the recent scores. Um, also we had a couple track meets yesterday, Apollo and Sock Rapids Rice had a dual meet, um, and Sartell and Tech had a dual meet. So, um, you know, a lot of, as, as I said last week too, it's, it's a little bit hard to judge with these because it's not like I'm going to read, okay, so this person won this, this, and this event because there's literally only two teams that could win the event. So um, I, I put together um, this last week since I think since we last podcasted, um, put together a, a pretty comprehensive list of the top three performances from our seven schools um, in every event on the boys and girls side that adds up to 36 events. So um, I know that's something I even had a couple of people reach out and we're, we're excited to kind of, to see that and be able to kind of compare against those other schools. Um, cause it's not something that's really out there anywhere else. So I'm going to be trying to do that every week. Um, to, so we kind of have an idea where everyone else is stacking up against each other in our area. Um, so that's something to definitely check out at sctimes.com is that kind of track honor roll it's called, um, 
seen it done other places too, but I don't think we've had it here at the times in a while. So um, a, cu- a couple that stood out yesterday from the meets that kind of cracked onto the list. Um, Sam Brewer, who also already had the fastest time in the two mile by about 30, 40 seconds. Um, he had a 450 mile yesterday um, in the Sock Rapids meet. So um, that was the top time so far in the area, just by about a second or two. There's a lot of guys right around 450, 453 in that miles, which makes me excited kind of for those conference meets and section meets. Cause I think they're going to be really competitive when there's not only, you know, one, two other people on the track near them when you actually have a really big group. So um, that'll be exciting to see uh, Logan Clark um, set a new high time in the 300 meter hurdles by almost three seconds. And he also has the fastest time in the 110 hurdles. So, um, you know, he was a name we saw a lot in basketball this year and he's really taking off Um in the hurdles and also some of the jumping events too. So um, he has the longest triple jump at 39 feet, five and a half inches. Um, and then another Sartell one, uh, Ethan Torgrimson, he kind of came out of nowhere in the long jump. First time he'd competed in it this season, 19 feet, four and a half inches in the long jump for the best mark this season. So um, after a good performance in the hundred too, he won the hundred in this meet and uh, came in second last week. He came up big in that. And then the pole vault too has been all Sartell. Um, it's three guys from Sartell are in the top three and actually all three increased their mark by I think exactly six inches each. Um, so they're kind of each taking a step up, which is going to kind of get the major points at any meet. And especially at, you know, conference section, that's going to be big. Brandon Kempinich, he's at 12 and a half feet. Evan Flores, 11 and a half feet. And John Engelkiss, 11 feet. Um, and rounding out for the guys that kind of stood out yesterday at the meet, um, at the Sartell meet tech, uh, Josh Russell and John Kayser, both juniors. Um, they both extended their shot put numbers pretty by a pretty big margin, 47 feet, 8.75 inches for Josh and 45 feet for John. So um, they're getting major points from them. The shot put department too has been cool to see. Um, and then on the girls side, there weren't as many new high times yesterday um, at those meets. A couple that stood out, Hannah Spoden from Sartell set a new high time in the 800 with 229. Um, Ingrid Buichigarama, she was second, well, she was first in the meet, but has the second highest time of 1229 in the two mile. Um, and then also in the four by one Sartell and tech, um, put in the two highest times. Sartell was at right under 53 seconds and tech was right under 54 seconds. Um, so there's still a lot of, like, like Brian said, kind of with golf. I mean, there's still a lot of people extending those, those times. They're still kind of getting up to speed with such a weird year. Um, and not a very long off season, especially from some of these winter sports going directly in even more than, than usual. So, um, we're still seeing a lot of good times today. And yeah, my plan today is to head out, uh, to Albany. They're hosting a meet with cathedral and a couple other Granite Ridge teams. Um, big for them has been the distance department, Christine Kaltoff, um, on the girls side and Grant Maris on the boys side, um, in the two mile of one meets Olivia Gable, who's a freshman. Um, she won the mile in a really fast time too. So, I'm excited to see some of those performances for the first time today. Cathedral, especially the girls, have been really good in the sprints too. Um, as their relays, the 200 meter, and then a couple field events too. So um, all of those, I'm, I'm excited to see. Um, the only team after today, I believe, would be Sock Rapids that I haven't got to see yet in track. So kind of ticking off those names, getting to see everyone in the area at least one time um, early on here, and then um, hopefully a couple more times as the year goes on. Yeah, I can't imagine those jump numbers. I, I think I could maybe jump like 10 inches, maybe. I mean, 
let alone 36 or 39 or whatever it was. <laughs> I would like to see you do a triple jump, Brian. Try right? to do three consecutive, three consecutive jumps and end up in the pit. That would be something to see. I'd be landing on the concrete next to it. <laughs> Leading up to the pit. Yeah, you know, the sand would not be uh, would not be imprinted by me. It would not be a factor. Man. Yeah, you know, you yeah. Like I said, a, you, I'd do it, but I just have to have a couple persons to sitting right next because you know how injury prone I am. Oh yes, we'd do a triple jump, and I wouldn't even probably even make it into the sand because I'd it'd like, be like a single jump. It'd be like one roll an yep. ankle, get yep. the medic, clear the yep. pit. Yeah, I believe that, but then I'd be out yeah. of commission for the entire spring, so it'd be fun, you know, being on a boot for the entire spring. That'd be good. So we'll make sure Brian doesn't compete in the track events. That's what we've learned. <laughs> yeah, like I said, just I do want to try hurdles. That'd be fun. You I, want to try hurdles? I would. I would love to see what it'd be like to like try and run hurdles because I've never. I mean, obviously you see them do it, but and you, you think it's that easy because they make it look easy. But I'm sure it's like beyond difficult. Yeah, I, it's one thing getting over the hurdle. It's another doing it with any amount of speed or not. Yeah, tripping yeah. as you get over the hurdle. Yes. <laughs> That's Might a whole be like a run, stop, jump over the hurdle. That's <laughs> again, that would probably be me. <laughs> oh Lord. But yeah. So keep, just continue to keep an eye out for those track and field lists. Like I said, I'll be having some features, other stuff too, but that's something I kind of plan to continue to do to see where everyone stacks up. But, and I think that leaves us just with boys tennis. So Brian, is there any um, scores from the last week you just kind of want to read out or stand out performances? Yeah. Um, Sartell was able to get a nice six to one win against Wilmer. Um, they had a few um, singles players that had some good performances. Tyler Bregelman from um, at number one, he got the win there. Um, Sebastian Lou, he got the number two singles win. And then Caleb Countryman, um, he had the number four singles win. So some really good performances there. Fergus Falls, they lost seven to nothing. Or sorry, Apollo Sock Rapids lost seven to nothing to Fergus Falls. Um, so um, a hard loss there. Alexandria got the four to three victory over tech and a very close tech's just been not getting that fourth win or that fourth point. Um, they've been, they've been really, really close. They lost to Litchfield and Rosemont last Saturday um, in four to three fashion. They did beat Armstrong seven to nothing, um, but just needing to get that one extra point. Um, but they'll be playing Sartell uh, next Tuesday. And I think I'll be going over to that match. So that'll be a fun one to watch, but Emilio Estevez, he got the number three singles win Ripley garden and Andrew Plumbon. Um, they got the number one doubles win and then Tamala Ajay and, um, Ben Einick. Um, he, they both got the number two doubles win. So, and then Mora beat cathedral five to two. Um, and Chandler Hendricks, he got the number three singles win as well as Matt, um, Goldman, um, they, he got the number four singles win. So, so those are some of the, some of the ones, um, from boys tennis, uh, a lot of young talent there. So, um, kind of a lot of trying to get them to play varsity and be able to compete at varsity. Cause there's a lot of young guys on those teams. So, but yeah, like, like Zach said, make sure to check sttimes.com. Um, we do have a lot of content coming out. Um, I know, just yesterday, we put out a couple stories on lat lacrosse as well as the softball game. We had a couple galleries from the softball game and, and your lacrosse game as well as my lacrosse game. Um, Dave did a nice job there. So we have plenty of content coming out um, this weekend. We're also going to be having a couple feature stories coming out. I know Zach's working on one from Albany. I'm working on one from Sartell. And so um, those will be coming out, I think, Monday and Tuesday next week, which will be kind of fun. 
um, kind of be able to write actual feature stories, which would be kind of cool. We've been doing a lot of previews and all metros and trying to kind of get that all done. So kind of fun to get back to doing some feature stories that we love and love to do. Um, but yeah, you can check it all out at sctimes.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at sctimeszach as well as at Brian Mosey. Um, you can also follow at sctimes um, on Twitter, Instagram, follow us on Facebook. Um, basically, we have every media channel you can think of. So um, if you don't know it, it's your fault because you didn't, you, you, you haven't followed us. So we're, we're, we're pretty much around everywhere. So make sure to, to, and also thank you to the subscribers. I think this is like our third, our 33rd podcast, which wow, that's adding up quickly. Right. Yeah. So it, it's kind of cool to see it, like look back at the very first podcast and now, now 33 podcasts later, we got, we got this continuing to, to go, but that's all thanks in part to you guys being able to listen to us. Um, very thankful that we have some great coverage um, and some great community people that can, that can follow all of our stuff. Um, but make sure to like, like Zach has said in the past, we have some great deals. Um, I can't even think of what the deal is now because there's been so many deals over the last like three weeks. Um, but usually you can get some, some good deal from um, signing up for a subscription. So make sure to do that because uh, we really definitely appreciate your subscription. Yeah. Only thing we're not on still is TikTok, and I, I expect that to continue. So um, <laughs> that's where you're looking for the content. Probably not. Um, but most, most of the high schoolers that we cover on Instagram, so that's where they like to see the stuff mostly, but, um, yeah. So once again, thank you for tuning into the podcast this week. Uh, we're hoping, like we said, to get back on that Wednesday schedule next week. I'm expecting some events to take place. It looks like a pretty nice week next week. So I think Monday and Tuesday, we'll get a lot of events in, um, and have a lot to talk about when we get back here next Wednesday to record. So once again, thank you for tuning in to this edition of the SC Times Sports Report podcast, and we will see you again next time.